So the other day I found myself reading articles online and blogs and news when I came across what I could only assume was the post of a very disappointed fan. And this person was a driver for a company that drove um, luxury cars for celebrities and, you know, rich people. Uh, And this person one day, you know, went to his job to pick up somebody from the airport. And when he realized who that someone was, that someone was his long life, um, you know, the person that he admired as an artist. And he was a huge fan of this person, which shall remain unnamed. And, you know, the person entered the car and the driver couldn't contain his excitement. And he tried to pick up a conversation with this person just to, you know, talk to his to his idol, basically. And he couldn't but notice that the artist was completely dismissing him and ignoring him. Uh, From time to time, he would do faces thinking that the driver wasn't seeing him, faces of annoyance. When uh, all of a sudden, the only words that the driver could get out of this artist was the words, whatever. Um, He was explaining, you know, how much he admired him and he loved the music. And the artist just said whatever and kept doing what he was doing. And of course, the person was extremely, you know, disappointed. He wrote about it. But all of this story just got me thinking about we humans tend to put our trust and our confidence in people, in politicians, in artists, like they get our admiration, they get our, uh, you know, respect to some degree, our confidence, our vote. Uh, And then what ends up happening is that these people that we thought we could trust or that we admire for so long, we realize that, you know, they're flawed people. They lie, they cheat, they deceive, they, they, you know, sometimes let us down. And of course, it's human nature. If you look at history for humans to put their trust and admiration and and vote and confidence in other people. But as history has shown us, um, it's that we don't learn from history. People are flawed. People disappoint. So the question then remains or the question is really who should we be putting our trust and confidence in? Um, Could it be that uh, we don't necessarily. We shouldn't necessarily be putting our trust on people, but on someone else. Well, let's talk about this in today's episode of Upside Down Talks with Never Far Enough. So I don't know if you noticed, but in the past few days, uh, I haven't really posted anything on the the podcast not on any of the never far enough channels and that's because uh we've been on vacation me and my wife recently went to the uk and from uk we went to europe but um we spent some time in london and london definitely a beautiful city lots of things to do and things to see Uh, and one thing that we had that we knew we wanted to do is we wanted to go to a palace to a castle so of course we went to the buckingham palace But uh, some of the tourists that we met during our trip, they were from Australia, very, very nice people. They asked us or they told us that we should totally see the Windsor Castle, that we would be mind blown when we enter the castle. So we took them on their word and bought the tickets online when we were in London and took the train to go to the little town where the Windsor Castle is. Very beautiful town, very old, you know, antique 
But when you get to the town, obviously you can't but notice that the castle is definitely the main attraction, the palace. It's very beautiful, huge, uh, very big. It takes like most of the town. And you can definitely tell uh, the difference between the architecture and the construction of the town versus that of the castle itself. Uh, You know, very important people live there. So when we enter the castle... When we entered the palace, we started seeing the rooms and it was, of course, immensely beautiful. I don't think words can describe it. It was, you know, very, very luxurious. Everything was super sized. You when you walk into the rooms, you feel like you're very small. I'm six feet, four inches tall, and I felt like an ant in there, like the, the roof were like so high up. So much gold and so much uh, fancy wood and, you know, fancy architecture. Uh, The carpets were just very, you know, they covered the entire room. Uh, The dining table could accommodate like a hundred people or if not more. You know, everything is just super size, super big. And when I was in there, to be perfectly honest, I felt uh, I, I didn't feel happy or I didn't feel admiration for what humans could build. I actually felt bad. I felt bad because we're talking, you know, this is property of a, a dynasty, of a family, a very wealthy family, powerful family in England. And, um, you know, when you look at history and how wars went and the poverty in these countries and how things used to work um, amongst the classes and how basically... This, the people that own this this palace, this castle, you know, they were they were living it. You know, they were living the dream inside, while the people on the outside obviously weren't living it as much. And you know, it got me thinking about Israel and, and God, and how God never intended for Israel to have kings or queens. God wanted to be the king. God wanted to lead Israel and the plan of God was that everybody was, you know, at the same level with God as their, you know, as their, as their God, as their king, as their superior. But the people of Israel wanted, they wanted a king. They wanted to have a visible person that they feel they could, you know, talk to. Um, directly that could solve their problems and they put the trust and they created i guess the position of king in israel the first king of israel was saul and we all know how that story went um saul obviously uh was a human he eventually sinned against god he became terribly flawed he disappointed a lot of people hurted a lot of people and just the introduction of a king just basically destroyed, in some sense, God's plan. God's plan to be the king and to have everybody, you know, treat everybody at the same level. With the introduction of kings uh, came the introduction of division of classes and some people that unavoidably feel that they're above others when that should never be the case. So when I was inside the, the Windsor Castle, those were the thoughts that were flowing through my mind. That's about how how misconstrued people had believed that that the people that they were putting into these castles that they were putting their trust in 
was really failing them. They were leaving it inside their big castle walls, while the people on the outside, you know, starved, suffered, were poor. And how, you know, how corrupt the society is as a whole, how corrupt we are as humans. Uh, and I remember reading a quote not too long ago. I can't remember if I read it or if I heard it um, in a blog, but it said that nobody, you know, I'm paraphrasing, it said that nobody really likes power until they have it. And then once they have it, power corrupts, just like money. Money indirectly gives power um, and power corrupts, which is, you know, what I believe those phrases came to be in the first place. So power corrupts, money corrupts, and that's just the way it has been since the inception of the concept of power in humanity. When people have power, people abuse it, and they abuse it because we are naturally selfish beings. And as selfish beings, we just think about ourselves. We we think about what's good for us, and when we have power combined to the desire or the you know the ability to be selfish and think about ourselves that inevitably makes humans um, prone to corruption and prone to disappoint others. Uh, in the Bible, it says in Jeremiah 29, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Again, this is Jeremiah 29 verses 11 to 13. So you may be asking, why did I just read this random Bible text? And it's not really a random Bible text. I guess the explanation is pretty straightforward. In a world where we put our trust and our confidence in people that are prone to disappoint us because it's in their nature to be selfish and think about themselves, there's only one person, one being in the whole universe that we can put our trust in and know that we won't ever be disappointed or deceived. And that, my friend, is God. 